My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran. But the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture, that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we haven't sang hallelujah for a while, so we're catching, we're, we're, we're practicing. Everybody sit down. All right, welcome. It is good to see you all here. Now, at this Mass, we often ask the children to come up, and we're going to hold on that right now. We're going to have the children do something with us in a moment. But first, I'd like to give you a few thoughts to everyone together. So tomorrow will be the 126th running of the Boston Marathon. Every year in April, for 126 years, except last year they ran it in October, it's run on Easter Monday. And tomorrow there's much excitement for it will be returning to its rightful place on a spring day in April. But one year we'll always remember, 2013. It was nine years ago, tomorrow, the horror of that day. We remember the three lives that were lost and the hundreds of people that were wounded, many with hurts that still come to them today. And the one family I think we all remember is the Richard family of Dorchester. Young eight-year-old Martin died. He was the youngest victim. His sister Jane lost her leg. Henry, the older brother, remarkably escaped injury. And the father, Bill, and wife, Denise, had hearing and eye injuries. The family made an annual tradition of going to the finish line of the marathon every year as a family. But 2013 was the year that that would never, ever be the same again. 
Their pastor at the time at St. Anne in Dorchester, Father Sean Connor, said this about the family and what the family was providing for the community. He said, where there is horror and darkness in the world, you teach us to turn to the light. You teach us to draw close to the light and push away the darkness and, in fact, to conquer it. Father said this about his son, and he said this remarkably not much time after the day. He said, it has become clear to us over the last few months that we will not run from the marathon, but we will embrace it to help us heal, to honor our son and his message, and to pay it forward. His dad says Martin loved playing sports. He was someone that always looked out to the kid who would always be picked last in sports. And he would make sure that they picked him first, him or her first. There's a picture of him, you may remember it from the time, nine years ago, of Martin holding a sign in words that he drew, and all it did is say, stop hurting people, peace. The family have, have embraced that message of stop hurting people, peace. And they began a foundation looking to advance the values of sportsmanship, of inclusion, of kindness, of peace. They've organized many groups to run marathons, and they have an 8K road race that they run every year for the past four years all to benefit the foundation. And they've helped also build a beautiful public park in Boston near the Children's Museum. Make it a field trip to go in there. It's right across from the beautiful shrine of Our Lady of Good Voyage, so you can go to both of them at the same time. It's right across the street, but a beautiful park, state-of-the-art. And then they award grants to groups that expand sports for children who have cognitive and physical challenges. And they also do service projects that are all led by youth, not adults. So tomorrow is the first marathon. They will not have a dedicated team of runners. They have now moved their focus to something else, a very big initiative. And it's a joint project between the Richard Family Foundation and the Boys and Girls Club. Last Sunday, my wife and I, Kathy, and a couple of 100 people went to a fundraiser for this new project at Florian Hall in Dorchester. Oh, it was full of people, all these media people, Lisa Hughes from Channel 4, Dan Ray, Jordan Rich from WBZ, Latoya Edwards from NBC10, the Boston photographer Bill Brett and his brother Jim from the New England Council. Lenny Clark showed up. You get it. It was all these people that are really Boston-type people. They all talk like me. <laughs> they were all there to help raise funds for this awesome project they're about to embark on. They're probably going to break ground for it in the fall. They're raising $50 million for this. It's an indoor field house over at Columbia Point. 
and it will have a cafe, a teaching kitchen, theater, basketball courts, a, a turf field, all providing sports and social services to, believe it or not, within three miles of that area at Columbia Point, there's 50,000 kids that they can serve. So on the way out of the event, we had a few moments with Bill and Denise that were just standing there. And Kathy and I walked over to them. I was struck by the conversation because they're so optimistic, so joyful, that after nine years, they still embrace moving forward. They move forward every day from a place of darkness, deep darkness. Every day they create just a bit more light and ultimately joy. In a way, that conversation with them provided me a real sense of peace when you think of what they've gone through. So I think that's a message for the Easter of 2022. Our truths, we believe that all the dark Good Friday moments, and boy, have we had a lot of them, it's followed by light. It's followed by Easter Sunday. All of the crosses that we carry, and some are bigger than others, and maybe it's a cross of economic insecurity, loss of a relationship with a spouse or a child or an in-law, loss of a loved one, the darkness of struggling with health challenges, with sobriety or addiction, We may feel our lives are an empty tomb. And maybe this morning we're asking ourselves just point blank, where is the Lord for us? Where is he? The hope and promise of this day that from all those crosses, all our empty tombs, all of our darkness and our brokenness, it's followed by light. Not always when we want it, not always how we want it, or to the degree we wish. But ultimately, the wounds heal. I saw that in, in Bill and Denise. Their wounds, even though they're deep, nine years later, they're healing. The brokenness, the brokenness gets repaired. The hurts heal, and life is restored. And ultimately what matters is in the end, we are promised the hope and the joy of eternal life with God forever. Now, it's been nine years for the, for the Richards, and what happened with them was they talked to the they took them a year to talk to the globe to really to process what had happened to them 
So back in 2014, Bill shared this with the Globe. He told them when he needs solace, when he needs peace, when he needs it away from the darkness, here is what he does. And there's a lesson to be learned from this. He heads upstairs to a sitting room at his house in Dorchester. He lights a cedar pine candle and he concentrates on just relaxing and breathing and to focus on the moment, the present, not the past. And he says the prayer of St. Francis, the prayer of peace for St. Francis. And what he does is he says it again and again and again. And he says it slowly. He says there's no time for wasting energy on anger or resentment. All he thinks about is peace. So I'd like to end with this prayer. And I think the prayer, if you really listen to the words, it speaks to today more than anything. And here's what I'd like to try to do. I'd like the children to come right up here. Right up here. And we're going to do something else after with the baptismal promises. So we want the kids to come on up. So come on up. Come on up. It takes about 10 of them to come up, and then everybody follows. You know that. You know how that works. Okay, come on up. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, your parents are going to say this, parents and grandparents are going to say this prayer with us, but I want them to see you say it as well. So you don't have to face me, face them. And then in a moment, we're going to renew our baptismal promises to everybody. So let's say this together. I'm going to say the line, and then I'm going to ask that you repeat it after me. But we're going to say it a little slow because I want you to hear the words. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek. To be consoled as to consult. Yeah, slow me down, Father. <laughs> <laughs> to be understood, to be understood. As, to as to understand. To be loved, to be loved. As, to love. as to love. For it is in giving, For it is in giving. that we receive. 
It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. No more hurting people. Peace. Amen. Amen.